the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Hey, guys. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Nice one at that. It is a nice yes. one. And, and Damian has his green on anticipating March. I'm yeah. thinking, right? Well, that, tomorrow that, is St. March Patrick's 1st. Day is in March. That's right. That's it true. is. It is. Still so. a few weeks away. But. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it, you look nice and springy. Thanks for bringing a little sunshine to us. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Today is also the Feast of Blessed Daniel Brotier. So we'll start with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Look upon your family, Lord, that through the chastening effects of bodily discipline, our minds may be radiant in your presence with the strength of, your, of our yearning for you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Blessed Daniel Brotier, pray for us. Pray for us. We are less than one week away from our Spring Drive Time Pledge Drive, which is our on-air fundraiser. It's going to be for an entire week, starting Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Regular programming will not be interrupted during this time, but we do need your help. And during the breaks, you'll hear um, messages from Catholic Community Radio friends and supporters on why we need your financial support, your prayers, especially during this time of our Drive Time Pledge Drive. So join us next week. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful week. Starting off with some events in your listening area, we will give you details about that's coming up in eight minutes. But in 18 minutes, Debbie Grimes joins Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio. Debbie is with Cypress Springs Mercedarium Prayer Center and probably one of the best dressed women I know. And she's going to be talking about Jeff Cavins at Cypress Springs Mercedarium Prayer Center and their St. Joseph's Altar. So two wonderful events happening over at the Mercedarian Prayer Center right there off of George O'Neill next to, it's close to St. Michael High School in Baton Rouge. It's close to Chef Foltz. It's just a beautiful, beautiful area in the Baton Rouge community. In 35 minutes, Ben Akers joins us. He's the chief content officer over at the Augustine Institute, and he's going to be talking about the Word of Life curriculum series for grades K through 8. And in 48 minutes, Anthony Stefano joins us. He's a Catholic author, and he's been with us many times on Wake Up. He has a new book called Greenly is Growing. He'll give us details about that. So, But Damien, I think you just teased it. The weather is absolutely beautiful. I am loving this warmth that we've been having lately. Yeah, not only is greenly growing, but so is the grass. And that means you're going to have to start doing yard work again because this weather has just been phenomenal. Today, another carbon copy, like the days we've had the last couple 
maybe three days. And uh, weather is going to be partly cloudy, going to continue that way for the next couple days. Still going to be breezy, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds coming out of the south. So that makes it a little comfortable as well. High is going to be 85. Low is going to be about 68. No rain expected today in the forecast. Tomorrow and Thursday, basically the same as I said. Partly cloudy skies. Temps are going to creep up into the upper 80s. And you're going to have about a 20% chance of rain over the next two days. But I don't know if we're going to see much of it. Come Friday and Sunday, it's going to be the best weekend so far in 2023. Temperatures are going to be in the 70s. And it's just going to be phenomenal. And uh, so get out there and enjoy it. The winds are going to start coming out of the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Temperatures in and around the area, everybody in the 70s. Covington at 70, Baton Rouge 71, Biloxi 71, New Orleans and home at 72. Don't go away. we got more for you on Wake Up. Good Tuesday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. By bringing our attention to the Lord's Prayer, Today's gospel reminds us of the importance of prayer. After all, the battle of our spiritual life and the battle of prayer, well, it's the same battle, for they concern the same love and the same renunciation. In the first place, prayer serves as the thermometer that measures the vitality of our spiritual life. The frequency of our conversations with God is the best measure of our growth and holiness or the lack thereof. The reason, it's simple. Prayer is our love language with God. So how can we truly love God if we hardly ever talk with Him? And thus the Catechism calls prayer the life of the new heart, but adds, we tend to forget Him who is our life and our all. And so we pray as we live because we live as we pray. The second reason prayer is important rests in the cry that is embedded in every prayer. Help! Prayer by its very nature recognizes our helplessness on the one hand and our total dependence on God on the other. This is the critical reality because God never lets us down. And thus Jesus told Sister Faustina, The prayer of a humble and loving soul disarms the anger of my Father and draws down an ocean of blessings. In affirming the vital necessity of prayer, the Catechism affirms, if we do not allow the Spirit to lead us, we fall back into the slavery of sin. And it challenges us, how can the Holy Spirit be our life if our heart is far from Him? 
Then the Catechism makes its own the following statements. First, of St. John Chrysostom, nothing is equal to prayer, for what is impossible, it makes possible. What is difficult, easy. For it is impossible, utterly impossible, for the man who prays eagerly and invokes God ceaselessly ever to sin. And St. Alphonsus Liguori, those who pray are certainly saved, those who do not pray are certainly damned. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Wow, Jimmy's not holding back today. Way to go, Jimmy. All right. Thank you, Father Chris. It's already 11 after the hour on this Tuesday morning. So glad you could join us on Wake Up. And, of course, it's time to share with you some events in and around our area. And in particular, St. Agnes Catholic Church in Baton Rouge is presenting their Lenten Reflection Series entitled The Mass Is. It just so happens is the Mass is Sacrifice. That's the talk for this coming Wednesday. And it's going to be presented by uh, Professor Brian Predra. Pedraza can hardly get it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is theologian professor over at Fran U. And here's how the events are going to work. Divine Mercy Chaplet and Confession will be at 5 o'clock. That'll be followed by Holy Mass at 5.30. And then the talk begins at 6.15. And as I said, Wednesday, uh, tomorrow is going to be the first topic. The Mass is Sacrifice. If you want more information, go to stagnesbr.com. That's going to be great. It's a great series. It's got a Mm -hmm. great lineup. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's something wonderful to do with your spouse this Lent. There is a married couples retreat March 11th and 12th. So if you want to take a break and spend quality time enriching your marriage, this is what you should do. It's a Catholic couples retreat, and it's at St. Joseph's Abbey Retreat Center in Covington. That's a beautiful venue to be. Again, that's March 11th through 12th. So you're going to need to register pretty soon here. So for more information and to register, visit faithandmarriage.org. That's faithandmarriage.org. Well, women are making history through their generosity, and you can join them. The Catholic Community Foundation's Women's Giving Circle 2023 membership registration is now open. This year's grant focuses on helping women in need. Make a broader impact in your philanthropy and join the Women's Giving Circle today. To register or to find out more information, you can go to ccfnola.org. That's ccfnola.org. All right. And you guys, if you want to discover the mystery of the rosary, now you can as part of That Man Is You program at St. George Catholic Church. All men are invited to participate in this event. And it's going to be a weekly series beginning uh, Friday. And you can go to St. George, as I said. It'll be in the Klein Peter Activity Center. Featured will be videos, and then there will be discussions afterward about each decade of the rosary throughout the course of Lent. So it's very interesting, and it'll be uh, March 3rd is the next event. The Agony and the Garden is what they'll be focusing on. If you'd like more information, go to stgeorge.com slash thatmanisyou, or T-M-I-Y. Got it. 
Got it. Okay, well, we've been talking about Advent at Seed this morning. Damien has renamed it to Cruising with Christ. We could also say Cruising with Chris because you're at Advent at Seed. Hey, there you go. There. Chris and Christ. Advent at Seed 2023 is a four-night Western Caribbean cruise with Father Chris Decker. That's December 7th through 11th. It leaves from New Orleans and is has one stop in Cozumel, Mexico. It'll be a great getaway right there from New Orleans uh, and uh, you will have mass every day with Father Chris Decker he will also be available for confessions daily so it's not too late to register for that and the way that you do it is visit ccradio.live all the information is there and you can get the contact information for our cruise consultant ccmedia.live good times yeah Yeah. Yeah. cruising with Christ there you go And don't forget, you uh, drive time's coming up next week. It's going to be Monday through Friday, and we're going to need your help. So we expect you all to listen throughout the day. You'll still hear all your favorite programs, and you'll also hear uh, some special people sharing with you why Catholic Community Radio is so important. Don't go too far. We have more interviews coming your way. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 28th. Today we celebrate Blessed Daniel Brotier. Daniel spent most of his life in the trenches, one way or another. Born in France in 1876, he was ordained in 1899 and began a teaching career that didn't satisfy him for long. Wanting to use his zeal for the gospel far beyond the classroom, Daniel joined the Missionary Congregation of the Holy Spirit, which sent him to Senegal, West Africa. After eight years there, his health was suffering. He was forced to return to France, where he helped raise funds for the construction of a new cathedral in Senegal. At the outbreak of World War I, Daniel became a volunteer chaplain, spending four years at the front. He risked his life time and again in ministering to the suffering and dying. Miraculously, he didn't suffer a single wound during his time at the front. After the war, he was invited to help establish a project for orphaned and abandoned children in a Paris suburb. He spent the final 13 years of his life there. Daniel died in 1936 and was beatified in Paris by Pope John Paul II only 48 years later. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. morning. It's 19 minutes after the hour. Thank you for tuning your heart to the truth on Catholic Community Radio. You are listening to Wake Up. Make sure you save those dates for our on-air fundraiser Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. It's the generosity of listeners like you and our underwriters and friends that make Catholic Community Radio possible in our listening area. Thank you. We are joined, speaking of friends and supporters, by our good friend, Debbie Grimes. Good Debbie, Debbie, your job is manager of the gift shop, Shepherd Staff gift shop. I, I know that that's not right. It's Your job description is probably five pages long. Right. right. But, yes. but <laughs> Debbie is with Cypress Springs Mercedarian, which is a ministry of Sister Dulce Maria. Yes. And she's joining us this morning to talk about two wonderful events coming up. So tomorrow is March already, so next yeah. month. Um, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Jeff Cavins or do you want to start with St. Joseph's Altar first? Yeah, let's, okay. start, let's start with St. Joseph. Okay. okay, okay, March 19th, 
course, from yes. 12 to 4. Um, last year, we had probably 1,500 people come through. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's, it's a precious event to me, mainly because I, as sister, you know, going on 12 years ago, could we do a St. Joseph altar? And sister said, what, what's a St. Joseph altar? Oh. Because it's not as well known. Yes. I mean, throughout the country. It's a, a lot of Italian yeah. and Sicilian families. Yeah, sister exactly. Okay. And she said, yeah, you can, you can do it, and you'll have about 300 people here the first one. And it was three weeks away from St. Joseph's, oh okay? We had 320 people. Oh, my word. And then she said, you know, but one day you'll have lines out of the, you know, forever. And and it has been. So it just grows, and it's a community altar. Yes. And it's always, um, we always donate it to um, her sick and dying. So it's, you know, it's going to go back to the ministry. Yes. so, Debbie, for our listeners who are not familiar with what a St. Joseph's altar is, because it is amazing, particularly the one at Cypress Springs, because it's the biggest St. Joseph's altar I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so just tell, for our listeners who aren't familiar, tell us about St. Joseph's altar, about the tradition, and, and about what makes the one at Cypress Springs so special. Well, I think the one at Cypress Springs is so special is because, as we said, it's a community altar. Mm-hmm. So we have anybody in the community, anybody in Baton Rouge, anybody that would like to bring their items and place on the altar itself. So there, you know, it is playing homage to St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. It gets blessed by Monsignor Burgreen. So it's a win-win. Yes. And um, there's so many traditions. I actually had to go to New Orleans and learn from really? the real, real deal, from the real, <laughs> from the real people, you know, because I didn't have everything quite right. Um, meatless dishes right. um, served, restaurants from Baton Rouge just are so generous with food, and they, you know, it's it's beautiful. In fact, our cookie baking starts yes. today Fig at the cookies. convent. Co- yeah. Big cookies, yeah. Okay, and that's quite a process in itself. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And okay. we had the sisters involved last year. Love it. And that was a hoot. Oh so my it was that was great. That's you know. awesome. Are so, y'all still going to serve a meal? Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to Absolutely. make sure. Yeah. Absolutely, a lot of people don't know that, but right. that, oh, yeah. that's usually uh, so, part of the tradition as well. Yeah. So uh, let's just to circle back to the altar itself real quick, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about what's yeah. happening during the event. So, if people in the community can bring, uh, are there photos of loved ones? Is it religious articles? Religious articles. Religious. Uh, we okay. ask that um, some altars do take the yes. photos of the loved yes. ones, and we ask that you don't because there would be okay. so many. Yeah. We just wouldn't have yes. the place. Right, right. So it's so mainly any, statues, rosaries, medals, anything, yes. um, any religious art. Our beautiful Our Lady of Sorrows original painting by Jacob Zumo that's in our Baton Rouge uh, studio has been a centerpiece uh, several times. Yes, at we've St. tried Joseph's not altar. to return it many times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, David does show We have GPS show tracking on I know, it. No. I know, I know, I okay. know. So <laughs> we'd like to hold it hostage, but he doesn't allow us. So the altar is Sunday, March 19th. When mm-hmm. should people bring their items for the altar the week before the week before yes. okay and they can drop them off drop them off the put your shop. name on yep okay put your name on it uh well actually in the dolphin room in the dolphin room yeah okay okay so that's where the uh, yeah. the altar is if you're not familiar with cypress springs mercedarian prayer center it's a beautiful venue at the very end of george o'neill road it dead ends 
or, or life begins right there. It right. is a gorgeous setting, a wonderful place to be. Uh, so you can always call Cypress Springs to make sure that there'll be someone there. Uh, but when you drive in and you see the beautiful uh, building all the way to the right is the Dolphin Room, and that's where you drop off uh, your religious items to put them on the altar. So let's talk about the day. It starts at noon and goes until uh, 4 p.m., and it's actually on the Feast of St. Joseph's this yes, year. Yes, this Joseph. year we were very pleased that that's this happened. That's wonderful. So, that's wonderful. Um, so what would a guest do if they come in? At noon tell us all all the goodies involved. one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to this view the altar itself and you'll see that people really take their time that going through because everybody wants to look at the different items mm-hmm. and we have we do have some kneelers there mm-hmm. so you pray at the altar you put your intentions in and then those intentions go over to the convent and the sisters, Mercedarian sisters and Sister Dulcie play, pray before the Blessed Sacrament. Beautiful. So it's, it's, it's a win-win. That's awesome. um, there's a tradition that there are lemons on the altar. And it is, it, there is a tradition that if you take a lemon, steal a lemon off the <laughs> altar, you can find your husband. Oh, now, sweet. And that has went back centuries. That is really real, and they really do it. And I will tell you that before the altar's over, we might have two lemons left. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. Yes. I, I, that, I'm not familiar with that tradition, but that's <laughs> yes. wonderful. Don't so forget about the, the fava beans. Oh, yes, yeah. the fava beans. We, um, everyone gets yes. a goodie bag. And yep. so we kind of step up our good of yak. We yeah. actually have a couple of the gin juices that start making St. Joseph rosaries right after our altar and continue till, you know, the day before and we're stuffing bags. So it's the red, green, and white rosaries. It's a labor of love. Oh, it's very sure. intense. And they will make 2,000 mm. rosaries. That's amazing. So in your goodie bag, you get fig cookies, yeah. holy bread, you get holy salt, and you get St. Joseph cards, and you get a rosary. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Very so, special. Sister Dulcie Maria is there. The uh, Cypress Springs gift shop, the um, Shepherd Staff gift shop will yes. be open. Yes. And there's a meal. And there's a meal. Okay. It's okay. And big do, meal. Do people need to let, let you know that they're coming, or they no, just show up? they just show okay. up. Okay. So tell us where they go to find out more information. www.cypressspringsmercedarianprayercenter.com dot org okay um and they we have all the information there okay well great well let's move so that's march 19th from noon until four you can drop off your items for the altar the week before but go ahead and give them a call to make sure their their phone number is on their address cypress springs prayer center.org and and make sure somebody will be there when you head out there okay jeff cavins everybody's familiar with jeff cavins right bible in a year with father mike schmitz uh so tell us he's coming to baton rouge again to cypress springs mercedarian Prayer Center on March 25th. Yes, but you have to make a reservation for that. You do. Okay. Uh, tickets are sixty, um, and there, there again, you get a fabulous meal. Tony yes. Seafood provides all the seafood. Oh, yeah. Chef Dondi wow. um, from Stablers is going to be frying the fish. So it's it's a meal, and it's it comes with good. breakfast. And what else can you say about Jeff Cabins? Right, I mean, you right. Know, and he loves us. He loves the awesome. South. He, he loves the food. Um, him and John Foles, I mean, they fight against gumbo recipes. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's so great to have him. And as That's Alicia awesome. and I were talking about, Jeff just puts it down. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he brings it home. No matter it's, where um, you are, he kind of no. meets you where you're at. No, and yeah. he, he really does. Yeah, That's great. We love him. Do you know what his message will be about? Is it a Lenten message? It's or? going to be a Lenten message. Okay. And Jeff, what he normally does, he will zone into what's happening 
oh, today. Sure. And That's awesome. um, in fact, it took a while for us to get the message because he's very prayerful about things. Oh, and Emily, his wife, would say, Debbie, he's still praying about it. I Debbie, he's still it. praying about it. Um, that is so beautiful. that's beautiful. That yeah, is. it really is. So that's in the Chapel of Divine Providence, yes. which if you have not been there, what a holy, prayerful, peaceful place uh, that will take place again on, that's a Saturday, and it's yes. a full day, right, Debbie? Yes, it's a full day. Registration starts at 645, then you'll have your... Uh, continental breakfast we'll have mass at eight and then we'll go straight into this um the meetings straight into the retreat and and that goes the retreat is from nine until 3 p.m so it starts with the uh, masses at eight but you want to be early so you can get your good seat of course (laughs) and have a cup of coffee i'm sure uh and so how can folks make their reservation for that i know that it's event bright so that so the address is pretty long but there's probably a shortcut yeah there is a shortcut we do have the qr codes on our flyer so if we're mailing those out. Okay. And all you have to do is put your phone up again. The QR code is fabulous. Okay. And then great. you can also go to cypresspringsprayercenter.org okay. and um, use the QR code there. Okay. Okay. And if great. you're not, you know, Tech real savvy, savvy, you can call 225. <laughs> Seven five two eight four eight zero. Right, right. And Gabby, I, um, I think Gabby might put that flyer on our uh, on our Facebook page in our social media, and then also the phone number so folks can call in and um, and res- reserve their spot. Now they're at over half capacity for this. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see Jeff Cavins live at Cypress Springs Mercy Darren Prayer Center, you need to call today. Yeah. <laughs> or yes. Scan that QR code uh, and make your reservation today to visit them. Uh, Debbie Grimes, it's always such a pleasure Thank to you. visit with we you. We love being here. We, we love, love Catholic Radio. Well, well, we love our friends at Cypress Springs mm-hmm. Mercy Darren Prayer Center. Thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate that. Well, stick around because Ben Aker's chief content officer at the Augustine Institute talks about Word of Life curriculum series for grades K through 8. That should be a fun conversation with Ben about uh, about this curriculum series. So be sure to stick around. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. It is 35 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Our next guest is Ben Akers. Ben is a chief content officer over at the Augustine Institute. And today he joins us to talk about the Word of Life curriculum series for grades K through 8. Good morning, Ben. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about this curriculum, Word of Life. Sure. So the Word of Life curriculum is a new initiative. It's a partnership between Ignatius Press and the Augustine Institute. So two faithful educational apostolates known for you know, producing good books with Ignatius Press, producing a sacramental prep with regards to the Augustine Institute, a, you know, merging a content and pedagogy together, informing parents, teachers, students in the faith. And so we're excited. We just launched it last fall, so fall 2021, and we have over 50,000 students uh, using wow. the program right now, and uh, we look for more and more coming up in the, the near future. 
I think it's a perfect opportunity to talk about this right now because parents, students, um, not students, parents and teachers are gearing up for the next school year within the next few weeks. They have to start planning. Um, And this is such a wonderful initiative. But Ben, there's so many curriculums out there. What makes this one so unique? Yes, well, that's a great point. There's lots of curriculum out there. And, you know, what we think we bring distinctively to the table is we've seen an increase in Catholics in the United States but we've also seen a decline in Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this doesn't make sense, you know, from the outside maybe of why we would enter into this part of the, the um, educational uh, endeavor. But what we think is we can bring a distinctively Catholic and faithful vision where we have a multi-pronged approach. Some curriculum have really great content but lack pedagogy. Some content has great pedagogy but lacks the good content and faithful content. And so we want to give a holistic, integrated vision of the Catholic faith that converts the minds of the students, but is also working on the teachers. It's also working on the parents who send send their kids to the Catholic school. So we think that this is what we can bring distinctively to the market. Ben, you make such a great point. We have such a variety and a plethora of people who listen to us in the morning from homeschool mothers and fathers to those who are dropping their kids off at Catholic schools or those who go to CCD classes in the evenings. Um, this is such a wonderful curriculum for that. So take us through what our, our children and the students will go through when they open a Word of Life uh, book in their grade level. Sure. Yes, and thank you for, for bringing that up, that this is this program that we've developed. It, it's for Catholic schools. It's also for Catholic parishes, for religious education and CCD programs. And homeschool families uh, like my own can also use it as well. So each chapter, each unit, what you're going to see is we've woven four catechetical threads. We've picked four kind of major themes that weave throughout the curriculum. The first is salvation history. So we want to proclaim that God has made himself present, has revealed himself to a people, has revealed a plan of loving goodness, and this is what we call salvation history. And so we want to introduce the students to the heroes and the heroines and even the villains in salvation history because they provide lessons for us. St. Paul says that these stories were written down for our own instruction so, so we can learn our fathers and mothers in the faith. The second golden catechetical thread that we weave throughout the text is Christian anthropology. So who is the human person made in the image and likeness of God? What does it mean to have a mind, an intellect, a will, a heart that chooses? And how do we live you know, the dignity of the human person? So we know that our culture is, is really hitting on this really hard about who the mm-hmm. human person is. So Christian anthropology revealed to us in the first pages of Scripture um, is also a key part of key pillar of our program. The third catechetical thread is heroic virtue and character formation. The heroic virtue and character formation. The virtues are these gifts that we have. The theological virtues are gifts that God infuses into us at baptism. There's the equipment, faith, hope, and charity of how we navigate the world in which we live. There's also moral virtues that we can grow in. And so when the church looks at somebody to see whether or not they're should be a saint or not, one of the key areas is, did they live virtue heroically? Did they have the character that was mirrored on Christ's character? And so that's something we really want to teach the students about, is virtue allows you to imitate Christ. And then the fourth golden thread is discipleship. We want the students to learn the life of discipleship. So what does it mean to be a committed follower of Jesus? 
what does, you know, it's not just rules, right? This is the tendency is to think of just the, the church's teachings as rules that we need to follow. They're killjoys, they're buzzkills. But these rules and it, the church and faith is so much more than that. It's actually Jesus' great invitation that he extends to the disciples and to us. You come follow me. Wow, absolutely amazing. And and such in depth, too, when we hear about these things. Um, it's hard for me to picture a kindergartner diving deeper into this, but when my son went through a curriculum very similar to this, uh, you really put it in words where they can understand it as well. And honestly, it helps the parents, too. Sometimes we forget as we get older um, that we need that little reminder on things like salvation history or Christian anthropo- Catholic anthropology and stuff like that. So, Ben, what's quite interesting about this curriculum, Word of Life, it is it's one of the first catechetical programs to be approved during the pilot phase by the USCCB. That's quite impressive. Yes. So the bishops of the United States really want the curricula the kids are getting in Catholic school to be in line with the catechism of the Catholic Church. And so mm-hmm. they invited us to be part of the, this pilot program, which they're calling the accompaniment model. So instead, when you would print a public a text, you would just kind of hand over, here's my volume of, that I wrote for you know, second grade. And then they would write, mark it up, but you've already gone to print. What I like about this model is that we've been given people at the United States Con- Conference of Catholic Bishops that we submit our chapter by chapter by or unit by unit, and they give us feedback, real-time feedback, that we can incorporate the changes into the text. So when we go to print and it goes to market, when, you, you know, when it shows up in your schools, mm-hmm. it's already been approved and vetted by the Bishops' Conference. Wow. Are there additional resources that teachers and parents can use, even students, uh, with this curricular curriculum? We do. We have a digital platform, our learning management system, so you can actually go online. And online we have video resources, we have Lexio Divina resources, we have age-appropriate yeah. resources, so we've even gamified some of the, you know, learning some of the material for, for the students. That's through our digital platform. And also on the digital platform, not only do you find resources for the students, but the teachers have resources for them as well. So we want to really do a teacher-to-teacher model, as St. Paul says in 2 Timothy, to teach the teachers. And so we have resources for the teachers so they can be introduced. To, this is a pro tip on how to approach this particular subject that you're going to teach. We also have resources for the parents because we know that the primary parent, the educators of their children are the parents. And parents, when they send their kids to a Catholic school, they're entrusting that part of their mission uh, Mm -hmm. to the Catholic school. And so we want to equip the parents so the parents can have complementary material that their students are learning so they can actually learn it. Because I think a lot of the challenges when families don't live the faith is probably because the parents might not remember or they might not have been educated Mm -hmm. in the faith in a similar way. And we never like to be in a position where we don't know the answers. So it's just easier to not put your kids in a situation where they're going to ask you the questions. So we want to equip the parents so they all, they'll have the answers, and they'll go on their own life faith and journey of understanding salvation history, of understanding virtue and what discipleship looks like. Uh, so those resources are on that digital portal as well. All right, Ben, how do we get started? What do we, uh, we have about a minute left, so I want to make yeah. sure we get all the information out on how we can participate in this. Sure, if, you go to, if your listeners go to wordoflifeseries.org, wordoflifeseries.org, you can find out more, and you can see the sample videos, you can see the sample text that we have available, and uh, much, much more than we were able to talk about this morning. 
Most definitely. Their website has so much information on how you can get started and more in-depth details as well. Ben Akers, Chief Content Officer of the Augustan Institute. We're talking about the Word of Life curriculum series for grades K through 8. Ben, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Wordoflifeseries.org, quite impressive. I know that we have so many people who are homeschooling right now, so many parents who send their kids to Catholic schools, CCD classes. Definitely check this out. I know that we're getting toward the end of one school year and we have to kind of start thinking about the other school year that's coming up. So this might be one that you're looking for. We'll stay with us. It will be right back. It is half uh, 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Tuesday morning, everyone. It's 12 before the top of the hour on Wake Up. Thanks for joining us. And with us now is Anthony DiStefano. Anthony is a world-renowned author of 25 books, not just for kids, but also for adults. They're in 18 different countries, 12 different languages, including Chalmation. And uh, he's with us as our guest this morning. Welcome, Anthony. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, I'd like to get a copy of that book in that language. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll help all of us from Chalmette, uh just outside of New Orleans. But let's talk about his newest book, Greenlee is Growing. First of all, who is Greenlee? <laughs> well, in uh, real life, uh, I do have a goddaughter, a goddaughter with that uh, kind of uncommon name. So she was the inspiration oh, for the book, sweet. although the book is, is not about her. Okay, uh, and, and, but t- share with everyone, I love the theme of the book, and uh, so share with us the whole sure. purpose, and, and the seasons are so important to life. Sure, sure. Well, it, as I said, it, 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 it is the, my newest children's picture book, and it does celebrate the four seasons of the year, and, they sh- and it shows how they correspond to the seasons of a person's life. The main character, as we said, is a girl named Greenlee, and uh, it's, it's an uncommon name, but it sort of makes you recall the word evergreen, evergreen which is important to the theme. Mm-hmm. And we, we first meet her when she's a, she's a little girl, three years old, in the springtime of her childhood, but then the book actually follows her through uh, the summer of her youth and the autumn of her adulthood. And by the end of the story, she's actually a gray-haired elderly lady knitting by the fire in the winter of her life. So the book takes her through the whole course of, of her lifetime. And I wanted to write a book like this to show children that they are meant to grow in the same way that the grass, the trees, and the flowers do. And to show them that there's no need to be afraid of change, because most kids are very afraid of change. And, and most especially, I wanted them to see that every, in every season of life, there's potential for profound joy. Even in the winter of our lives, there's hope for a new springtime. And, of course, that's what we Christians call, call heaven. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate goal of this book is to give children and adults, too, a, a hopeful vision of the future. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, my in-laws, they're up in age. And I just finished reading a book about the four quarters of life. And I'm in my fourth quarter now. And and, and, and you could almost treat it like a, a football game as well. Uh, the clock is ticking. Time's going to be running out. Are you prepared, as you said, for that journey to heaven? And uh, if not, it's time to get going. I, You know, and I, I think so. And I, I don't think it's ever too early to learn about 
perspective, and that's what mm-hmm. really what you're talking about. I exactly. hope this children, this book will give children some perspective on life. Children as well as adults, we live too much for the present moment. That's different than living in the present moment, which is a good thing. But we care too much about instant gratification, instant pleasures. You know, everything is about me, me, me. I want it now, and if I don't get it, well, watch out. But that's a, that's a recipe for a very uh, <clears throat> unhappy life. You know, uh, you have to think about the picture because many times in life we don't get what we want now. In fact, what we get in the present moment is, is pain and irritation and suffering. Uh, the old monks in the Middle Ages, they had a, a Latin saying that I'm fond of, uh, quid ac ad eternitatem, uh, which means what is this in light of eternity? What is this little problem I'm dealing with mm-hmm. now in light of my whole life? Having, having a vision of the future, a vision of the end of things, helps to make us better able to deal with all the irritating and painful things that happen to us on a daily basis. And, and it helps to realize that in the grand scheme of things, you know, the things that we're dealing with are just not too important. And that perspective is what keeps us from getting overwhelmed. It, what's, it, it keeps us from having too much anxiety. And, and, and I think that's part of what I'm trying to convey, convey in this book. Exactly. And you, you, I love the fact that you make spirituality very simple in all your books, uh, but in particular with this one, it, which, by the way, I believe is being released today, correct? It is. It is. It is. Today's the launch date of the book, so everybody can get it today. And what, in regards to the book, some of the books you've written in the past more recently were about animals, because you, for those of you who remember the book, The Donkey No One Could Ride, Roxy, the Ritzy Campbell, and uh, the puppy that no one wanted. Wanted. It was a story about me. Thanks, Anthony, for writing that. It really helped my life since then. I was uh, going to say I would take that puppy, but, but never but, mind. <laughs> but really, in regards to this particular book, it, it seems like you had to spend a lot more time. And the only reason I say that is because it is about a person and not necessarily an, an animal of sorts. Make any sense? Well, a little. You know, the thing, the reason why we use animals in children's books is because children find them so much more approachable. They're not as intimidating as adults. But the, the truth is that in every single one of those books that you mentioned, it's not really about an animal. It's really about a human character. We're really talking about a, a person there, whether it's the little star or the puppy that no one wanted. Uh, they're all experiencing things that children do. But we don't use a, a, a human beings sometimes because they're just too intimidating. A child could enter into a story a lot quicker and easier if uh, if it's a cute, adorable little animal. <laughs> but yes, this book is different than those books. The, the, this is a big, a grander, bigger meaning in this book. This book is about the joy of life, and 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 so I didn't want to just show one little animal. I wanted to show all of life, and I think the the artist I used, Louise Ellis, who's a Brit. She's a she, she's an artist who who lives and works in Northern uh, England. Uh, she captured that joy of life because every single page is filled with color and not just one animal but hundreds of animals mm-hmm. and insects and all kinds of critters and I think what she what she managed to get across was that not only is life joyful and beautiful but that God is a God of life and a God of a abundant life. So this book is, is more ambitious than my other books in that way. Amen. You're right. And now, I know they say these books are for three to seven-year-olds, but this particular book, Greenlee, is growing. I think it's for everyone. Uh, an adult would really enjoy it. And I love the poetry or the, the rhyming that you, you have in all your books. 
Well, thank you. You know, when when a rhyme, when poetry, uh, well, I don't think it's poetry because, you know, the, the meter for children yeah. has to be a little bit sing-songy for them to follow it. So mm-hmm. I don't think anything I've done ever rises to the level of true poetry. <laughs> but some of them are poetic and they have rhymes. And if rhymes are good, children will remember them. That's the important thing. They'll remember the rhymes. Uh, and as far as the books being for adults, too, Thank you for that. I do try. I, I'm very keenly aware that, you know, uh, 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 parents, grandparents, older siblings, aunts and uncles, they're reading these books to children. Yep. And why miss out on an opportunity to entertain and evangelize them, too, with, with, with the good news? I mean, you've got this captive audience of all these adults reading these books over and over again, sometimes to the children. Uh, might as well, you know, make a book that, that has some layers of meaning that, that, uh, that means something to them as well. So that's my goal in all my writing. We're speaking with Anthony DiStefano. Anthony, where can they go to get this book? I'm sure Amazon's one spot, but where else? I think everywhere. You know, I've been very blessed. This, the publisher of this book is Penguin Random House, which is the largest publisher in the world. So I think you can go to every store under, in the sun, under the sun and, and get this book. <laughs> but we always want to try to patronize our Catholic bookstores whenever possible. I'm sure they are carrying it. But, yes, online, uh, Barnes & Noble, all those different places okay. have it. Wonderful. Anthony DiStefano, author of the newest book, Greenlee is Growing. It's a great book. for your, If you're a parent or a grandparent, aunt or uncle, pick this book up. It'll be just as good for you as it is for your grandchild, son, or daughter. Thank you for being with us, Antonio. Oh, thanks for having me. Okay, really take it. care. God bless. All right. Fun little book. Yeah, uh-huh. I've read parts of it, and, and it's, uh, it's and enjoyable. Out fresh off the press today. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to wrap up this Tuesday morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God the Father, give me hope. Help me to know that your hope is alive in me, and I offer kindness, forgiveness, and tenderness to others. I seek the calm that comes from a taste, from trusting in your hope and your healing presence. I trust that your servant, St. Jude, walks with me in all the blessings and challenges of my life and intercedes on behalf of my petitions. St. Jude, fill my heart with hope. Amen. And your Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Media.